Good morning. Today is Monday, April 20th, 2020. I want to start with a kind of a narrow technical question in Jewish law and to show you that it has a wider application in halacha in Jewish law and also something that I think is an important lesson uh, in life in general of, of what's going on now. And um, hopefully it's something that we can, we can all work on. So there's a, a technical question that goes like this. We find ourselves now in the period of the calendar known as the Sphere of Omer, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the Sphere of Omer, the County of the Omer. And uh, during this period between Pesach and Shavuos, one of the practices that we have is to observe certain morning practices. Uh, we don't have weddings during this time. We don't listen to music during this time and uh, certain other practices. There are different customs about which days during this time that applies. That's not for now. Um, and there also is a lot of discussion about why this period of time should have these periods of mourning. Why should it be a little bit of a somber or a sad time? That's also a discussion for another time. I want to start with uh, more of a technical question. And that is that there's been a lot of discussion um, on social media and uh, emails and things like that um, concerning the normal prohibition of listening to music during the Omer, might this year be different? Because of coronavirus, because of quarantine, because of what we're going through, uh, might it be the case that um, the prohibition against music can be waived uh, to uh, help people's morale and uh, to lift people's spirits. Maybe it's something that we need. And in particular, one of the great halakhic authorities of our time, and someone that I quote to you very, very often, I consider a Rebbe, a teacher of mine, Rabbi Herschel Schachter, um, is uh, uh, frequently quoted as allowing for music during this time. So um, as I say to you, uh, in my own very narrow way. I don't want to put myself in any way in the same level as from Shakhtar, but as I say to you, whenever somebody quotes me, 80% um, of the time it's not true. And uh, please check uh, uh, before you act on it. Um, in this case also, Rabbi Shakhtar found it necessary to um, clarify his uh, views uh, because they are being uh, distorted. And the clarification is quite important. So the clarification goes as follows. And um, I heard Rabbi Schachter say this um, um, uh, uh, yesterday, and I have it now in writing today. And what he said is as follows. He said that um, the level of mourning that we have during the Omer is similar to the level of mourning that a person, God forbid, has when they're mourning a parent during the 12 months. That is not the period of Shiva, not the period of Shlosh in the first month, but the period of the 12 months. And as you know, the, the stages of mourning go down in severity. And that's a, also an important discussion for another time. Um, but basically, the underlying goal of the limitations at this time, this kind of mourning is um, known as miut tanugim, 
to reduce the pleasures that a person has, not to have as much pleasure because of the sadness over the loss of a loved one or because of the reasons that we're mourning uh, during this period. Um, uh, so not to go to weddings, not to listen to music, not to engage in overly uh, happy and pleasurable things uh, during this time. So what Rav Shachter explained is that um, if a person feels uh, melancholy, a person feels depressed, I don't, I don't mean that in a clinical way, um, because obviously depression in a clinical sense is, is an illness, and many laws of the Torah are set aside. Uh, all the laws of the Torah are set aside for a, an emotional illness, just like a physical illness. But I mean, a person is a little melancholy, a little um, down in the dumps, and uh, having some music on would um, take away some of that uh, melancholy. Um, take away some of that uh, low morale, then Rav Shachter says that is permissible because a person is, the laws of mourning that apply are not intended that a person should feel bad. They're just intended that a person should not feel celebratory. So a person is basically fine, but they just feel like listening to a concert because um, uh, they would enjoy it. That is not permitted uh, during this time. A person who is feeling down and this listening to music would return them to a normal state of feeling normal, that is when it is permissible. Okay, so that's a kind of a limited uh, uh, issue, and it's a practical issue. If, if it applies to you, please make use, make, uh, feel free to make use of it. But there's a wider issue, and it goes like this. One of the themes that's been going on for us over the last uh, couple of months is this theme of leniencies in Jewish law. And it's something that I think a lot of people are um, not so clear about and, and a lot of people find frustrating. Uh, um, if you ask someone, what is the halacha? What, is, what, is the, what does Jewish law say under the circumstances? Under the circumstance? So very often you might hear, this is the normal answer, but in a case of extraordinary circumstances, there's a leniency that applies. A lot of people think that if in an extraordinary circumstance, a leniency applies, that must mean that the prohibition is really not so bad to begin with. If in fact that there is a situation where it's permitted, and if it's really not so prohibited, maybe I should just do it all the time. Um, a lot of the things that uh, I was sharing about Pesach, um, koshering dishwashers, which is something that I normally do not say to do, um, using certain products that under normal circumstance we would not say is okay on Pesach, and all the other, many of the other leniencies that I mentioned specifically for this year, um, some, there are people who would think, well, listen, if, if in an extraordinary circumstance it is permitted, that must mean it's really not such a terrible thing, and I might as well just do it all the time. In fact, there is a movement that elevates this to an ideology. There is a concept 
in classical Jewish law. It's a phrase, and it's a phrase that I believe is widely misunderstood, and uh, I, I want to try to bring it back to its correct meaning. And the phrase is koach de hetera adif, which literally means the strength of finding a leniency is stronger or better. So the classical way that that phrase is meant is as follows. If somebody approaches me with a question in Jewish law and the answer is not immediately obvious, is it permitted or prohibited? The easiest thing for me to say is prohibited, also, because it doesn't take any thinking. Why should I um, uh, take the chance that maybe I'm going to permit something that is prohibited? I'll just say prohibited and it removes any doubt. However, that is not the proper thing. That's not the proper way to do it. Uh, if, if someone asks me a question, someone asks a halakhic authority a question, a person who is being asked the question should research it, should look into it, should consider the person, should consider the circumstances, and if there is actually a reason to allow it, then it should be allowed. There's no uh, great mitzvah to be more stringent than the Torah requires, just like a person should not be more lenient than the Torah requires. So it is the right thing for a person to put in the effort, and sometimes that is not only um, effort of uh, hitting the books and, and, and doing the research, but it's also taking responsibility to be able to say, and, and I certainly feel this, um, questions come up about whether, um, let's say, there's a situation that the laws of Shabbos should be set aside, or on Yom Kippur, that somebody should eat and not fast on Yom Kippur. I certainly take that responsibility very seriously, um, because if I would make a mistake, of course, that's a very serious issue of somebody violating Shabbos or somebody eating on Yom Kippur, and they come to ask me expecting the correct answer. So I take it seriously, but I don't simply say, because I'm not absolutely certain at this moment, don't do it. I have to look into it. And if there is a way to permit it, of course I do permit it. That's the correct meaning of that term, to take the time and effort and also the responsibility to be lenient where Jewish law calls for it. Unfortunately, there is a, a, a group within the Orthodox world today that, in my opinion, misuses that term. And, and the way they interpret this term, koach de hetera adif, means whenever there is a leniency under any circumstances, it is better, preferable, to make use of that leniency all the time. And that is a, a conclusion that is not warranted by Jewish law. And it's not uh, the right approach. And it leads to outcomes that invariably are at odds with the mainstream of what Jewish law uh, says. Just because there is some leniency under certain circumstances, it is not to be institutionalized or normalized or used under circumstances that are not extraordinary. Concerning some of these questions that I mentioned, it's necessary to understand that they, the, the leniencies are mentioned because these are extraordinary circumstances. Let's just take just one example where, where I, I share with people the, um, 
the suggestion that this year that uh, it was okay to kosher dishwashers for Pesach. And in my house also, we koshered our dishwasher for Pesach, something that we've never done before, something that I hope we will not have a situation where we have to do before, again. But it is meant because we're in an extraordinary circumstance where uh, people's uh, physical energy is less and people's emotional energy is less, understandably, because of what we're going through. And therefore, since there is a lenient opinion, although it is not a normative opinion, it is the right thing to make use of that leniency if it helps somebody. If it makes Pesach, if it made Pesach less onerous, if it made a person be able to not go out of their house as many times because they could use products that were already at home, if it allowed a person to spend more time with their family and uh, take care of themselves and others, especially in a year where this is necessary, it's the right thing to make use of that leniency under those circumstances. In a situation where it becomes normal, when that is no longer an extraordinary circumstance, that is not the proper thing to do. So a person has to be able to make use of a leniency where it is permitted. And I suggest that a person does make use of leniencies in Jewish law when they are warranted, but then to be able to not normalize that, to come back to a situation where, okay, now the extraordinary circumstances pass. Now let's get back to what the normative halacha should be. And uh, this is a period where because we are making use legitimately of leniencies in all sorts of areas that we have not made use of in the past and hopefully will not have to in the future, this is an opportunity to recognize this aspect of Jewish law to utilize leniencies properly in their proper light. And therefore, coming back to this narrow question of, of music, if in fact, it is a situation where a person feels melancholy, where a person is down in the dumps and being able to have some music on, whether it's in the background or listening to something, will return a person to their normal state. Then that is a situation where Rav Shachter is saying, and I certainly support, Rav Shachter doesn't need my support, but I'm certainly uh, publicizing this, uh, that a person should make use of this uh, leniency. But if a person is not in that situation, if a person just thinks to themselves, well, listen, I would like the opportunity to listen to a concert. And now that I heard Rabbi Shakta says it's okay, so then maybe I'll do it even though it's the Omer. That would not be the, the proper thing to do. I just wanna widen this and to point out, this is not only a situation that relates to Jewish law. This is really a situation that relates to life in general, um, especially during these times. Um, in most of our homes, um, and everyone has a different situation, we are making use of leniencies that we would not normally make use of. Um, it might have to do with the uh, cleanliness of our homes. It might have to do with keeping up with our physical appearance a little bit. It might have to do, let's say, if we have children, of having our children uh, limit their TV time or screen time. Uh, there are certain situations, everyone in their own life is living through an extraordinary period of time. And uh, 
um, we're doing what we do to get through. Um, and if a person uh, is doing that, and it's a way of taking care of themselves and self-care and caring for others and staying healthy and staying safe, then that's definitely the right thing. But hopefully soon there will come a time when this extraordinary circumstance passes and we'll be able to get back to normal. And that means that uh, the house uh, should be clean and it means that the children should be limited in terms of their uh, uh, screen time and whatever the example is that that would apply to you. But this idea that a person who goes through an extraordinary circumstance needs to be able to have a different set of priorities, but then needs to be able to get back to what the baseline normal is, that is something that applies to wider life as well. One last point I wanna mention is, I very much hope that when this is over for us, we will not go back to the way we were before in all of its ramifications. I hope that there are lessons that we are learning that will stick with us. Lessons about priorities, lessons about how to be able to take care of ourselves, lessons about being safe even going forward. This is not a short-time issue. This is a long-term issue. And hopefully there are lessons, I mentioned this the other day, praying at home, maybe there are lessons in which we can improve and deepen our experience of prayer. There should be positives that come from this that we are able to take forward. But those ways in which we've had to set aside normal in order to deal with this circumstance, hopefully we will get back to normal and be able to live life and observe life in its normal and uh, uh, normative manner. I wish that for you, I wish it for me, and I wanna wish everyone a very, very wonderful day.